everything happened in 2020. Everything we used to do in person, we started doing online. Birthday parties were held on Zoom. Graduations were done on Teams. There were even some weddings performed online. And of course, everybody's favorite pastime became e-commerce. And then e-commerce became just commerce because we were all doing it online and not in person anymore. But the ways in which we were doing it really changed. And that's what this podcast is about. New ways of doing digital commerce. The Commerce Code. In this inaugural edition of the Commerce Code podcast, Convergence, how leading shopping technologies became one digital commerce ecosystem. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on January 29th. This is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. You'll be forgiven if you did a double take at the beginning of the podcast. I know you heard that familiar intro music that you know from Fintech Friday, but instead I introduced the show as the Commerce Code. Well, yep, you guessed it. We changed the name and the theme of the podcast. Why? Well, because things have changed quite a bit in the world of fintech and digital commerce since we launched the podcast in early 2020. 2020 was perhaps the most rapid year of change in commerce in over 100 years. Before the pandemic, it used to be that fintech, card linking, e-commerce, well, they were all different industries. 2020 changed all that. Many of the largest companies operate in all three segments. Think of Apple with its credit card and Apple Pay and cashback offers, or Amazon or Alibaba and Alipay. So it's not really e-commerce or fintech or card linking anymore. Now it's all just commerce conducted digitally. The technologies have all converged together. So we got to thinking, what if we focused our podcast on explaining all this complexity and making it simple for our listeners? Basically become the Rosetta Stone for digital commerce and the convergence of technologies. Said another way, What if our podcast was about decoding digital commerce? Good idea, right? So we're calling it the Commerce Code Podcast. On the show today, we speak with a company that is right at the center of the convergence in digital commerce. Based in Minnesota, Agio is on an acquisition spree, assembling a formidable arsenal of commerce technologies, including card linking, financial services, and more recently, digital loyalty. We speak with David Crystal, the founder and CEO of Agio, about how card linking, fintech, and digital loyalty are converging into one industry and what to expect in 2021. Good morning, David. How are you? Good, Silvio. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing great. It's sunny here in the San Francisco Bay today. You were mentioning to me that you guys just had a uh, small snowstorm in Minnesota. <laughs> does that mean like three inches or does it mean you uh, know, 15 inches? Like, like six inches. It's sunny in Minnesota today as well, although I somehow think the temperature and look and feel might be a little bit different than San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Well, David, you have certainly been busy. Agio recently announced an acquisition of the deluxe loyalty business, and many of our listeners might know deluxe and probably have in their kitchen pantry or in their home office some checks from deluxe. They're one of the largest check manufacturers, but also a large processor and provider of services to banks. So you just bought their loyalty business. And then JP Morgan Chase 
just a few weeks later announced a similar acquisition of a loyalty business called CX Loyalty. So I think some industry observers were surprised to see Chase make such a big bet on loyalty and then also surprised to see your acquisition of the deluxe loyalty business. So what's the secret here? Why are companies like yours focused on driving loyalty in this space? And why do you see it as such a big opportunity? First of all, loyalty is as important as perhaps it's ever been. I mean, it's challenged today by the proliferation of choice, the ease of entry and exit, and increased desire for a new and novel, the digitization of everything, particularly during COVID. And of course, I think we're all aware of the stats that people spend more money with brands they're loyal to. And in a small, literally an incremental or even small increase in retention can lead to a dramatic increase in profit. So, and incidentally, we view card linking as a real sort of engagement activator. So as for loyalty in the card space and card linked offers in particular, everyday transactions, in particular those on cards and tied to offer content that we and others drive, that kind of transaction creates habitual behaviors. So card linking as a loyalty mechanism is different than other reward incentives or points programs. It extends the ecosystem of the reward experience. It actually amplifies it. And it delivers tangible and relevant benefits to all those who use it. So for FIG and for Augeo, which of course is where my affiliation and, and heart lies, loyalty and engagement in card linking in particular is highly differentiated. And then as it relates to Chase, they're investing, I think it was indicated $11 billion in technology platforms geared to what they say improves the quote-unquote customer experience. So the transaction that you reference is one of the ways that they intend to amplify the digital experience for their customers, and particularly in, in the world of travel. Really interesting, and I'm, I really appreciate that recasting of the question, because basically what you're saying is card linking is all about loyalty. And you guys have been busy on the acquisition front. I mentioned the deluxe loyalty business, which you just acquired. But last year, you also acquired a card link company called Empire. And since that time, a lot of new companies have adopted the CLO technology for digital engagement and loyalty. One of the more recent ones was Google Pay that relaunched with card linked offers late last year, late November 2020. Do you see many non-bank technology companies adopting card-linked offers to drive loyalty and engagement in 2021? Do you see that phenomenon continuing? We do see tremendous growth there. And, you know, fintechs, martechs, and others are driving much of this across all sectors. So this was key for us as we considered the Empire transaction. They had a leading presence, tech platform, and otherwise in what the industry calls the quote-unquote publisher space, non-bank offer linking content. As the currency of loyalty shifts, it's shifting now to ease, convenience, and what we would say at Algeo, to meaningful currency. In other words, the new currency of engagement or loyalty is meaning. So many non-bank tech companies are adjusting to these new consumer loyalty mandates. And our goal, particularly now within FIG, was to help these non-bank publishers enable their customers to own this experience, customize it to suit their needs and receive sort of meaningful value in exchange for this loyalty. In the coming year or two, we will see other sectors mixing into this fray. Retail, we're talking to a number of mega sports properties even right now. There could be the possible sort of intersection with leading media channels today, meaning broadcast, newspaper, and so forth. So we think that we're really on the front end of what you've identified as non-bank tech companies adopting card-linked offers. 
Really fascinating and lots of promise there. It's going to be exciting to see how that plays out for the balance of this year as many of those new channels you described adopt card linking as well. If you look out at the balance of 2021, things are going to continue to change. I mean, 2020 could basically be called the year of the unpredictable change, right? Like lots of things happened. The pandemic arrived, travel stopped, retailers had to pivot to e-commerce. But as you look into 2021, and I know you don't have a crystal ball, but you work with many of the biggest banks, many of the biggest tech companies. What are the biggest trends that you see that are going to impact the success of banks and technology companies in the areas of digital commerce? There's a number of trends that I think are perhaps obvious, but nevertheless will be highly influential. And first, of course, is that like successful retailers, banks will seek to become omni-channel champions, working to you know unify the brand experience across all channels physical, digital, rewards, banking, education, and more. Another trend is that there's a battle for revenue for banks and in alternative forms of revenue in particular. The proliferation of payment options for consumers requires banks to foster an atmosphere of true loyalty and encouraging a single source mindset for all financial needs. And of course, we're or I am admittedly biased, but card linking is valuable because it increases card use, fosters sort of a top of all mindset and provides tangible benefit to cardholders. And, and related to this is another trend, which is this idea of creating sort of interdependence, decoupled products, which is the historical sort of bank place invites multiple providers for banking services. And we've seen how decoupled products have created real competition. So to encourage loyalty, banks will need to integrate all products in ways that provide value. And similar to this is the need to protect and secure personal banking information. And this is increasingly important, of course, on all things security and and privacy. But data synthesis and insight sharing remains underdeveloped for most banks. In the coming years, More banks will help people stay on budget, determine spending patterns, compare and contrast with similar customers. Sharing banking benchmarking information will help customers become more informed about their transactional life. And I think the punchline to all of this is the bank needs to become the customer's digitally enabled advisor to foster financial well-being. And if that happens, then the banks will have literally repositioned their prominence and importance Makes total sense. And I think, interestingly, banks have earned the right because banks are trusted by consumers with their data and some of their most sensitive financial needs. It seems like a good fit for the bank to play. I do want to step back and talk about banks. You know, when we think about the last recession, not the current one we're in, banks didn't do that well. And in many respects, banks kind of caused the last recession. So you you fast forward to this one, banks are actually doing pretty well and have weathered it pretty well and extended their offerings into e-commerce, digital commerce, card-linked engagement even. Agio does, in its core business, continue to work with banks. Do you see banks continuing also to evolve their use of card linking technology beyond just the basic card linked offer in the mobile banking app? Absolutely. I mean, rather than consumers going to the bank, as we've seen recently, the bank has to go to and be with the consumer. So it's a unique time for banks to become more integrated in the everyday life of their customers. And payments, of course, sit at the intersection of where consumer interests and needs cross paths with every purchase opportunity from routine to aspirational, you know, eating, entertaining, exploring, connecting. So the more banks can traffic light these intersections, the more relevant they become to a person's everyday needs. So our our view on that is, of course, the more a financial institution brand can be woven into the fabric of the everyday life of their customers, the stronger that bank brand becomes. And with card linking, cardholders not only think of the bank when they spend, but they think of the bank because they save. 
I couldn't agree with that more. You did bring up the topic of data, and there is definitely a lot of change afoot there, especially in the area of regulation and threatened regulation, particularly if not so much the banks, but the big tech companies. What's your best guess as to how this regulation race all plays out, especially as it impacts the big behemoth tech companies? How do you think that all plays out in 2021? Well, in 2021, I think it's going to be murky and messy, but clearly the direction in which, of course, I'm a huge proponent of is favors the consumer. It favors an orientation around total transparency, data portability, all things that will protect consumers going forward. But I think between now and where we ultimately land will be very interesting. I mean, I think what we're going to learn through this process are things that are going to make us highly uncomfortable in terms of what big tech has done or might be doing with our data. Some of it may not surprise us. Some of it perhaps will. What I love about the transactional data, which is the world in which we live, is that it's maybe exclusively or entirely permission-based. The data that we have, which is historic transaction data, won't surprise that user, that consumer that we have that data. I actually think it plays in favor of this sort of new media channel of card-linked offers in that there's no murkiness or creepiness to the use of the data that we put to play on behalf of cardholders. And I actually think because of that, it'll be an opportunity for this sector to continue to accelerate and grow. Thank you, David. Those are some great insights. And look, every time I talk with you, I feel like I learned something. So I really appreciate you sharing your your insights with us today. Thank you, Silva. It's always a pleasure. That's David Crystal, the founder and CEO of Agio, which also owns Fig, speaking to us from Minneapolis. Coming right up. Some closing thoughts on digital commerce. As we heard on the show today, the best companies are configuring technologies like card linking, mobile wallets, and fintech data, just like Lego blocks, to build the digital commerce experiences of tomorrow. The Digital Commerce Alliance was announced this week to accelerate and coordinate this mega trend. With three divisions called Cardlinks Forum, Mobile Wallet Forum, and Financial Data Forum, the Digital Commerce Alliance provides a new way for leading companies to engage and collaborate around these converging technologies. To check it out, visit www.digcomall.org to learn more and get involved in the future of digital commerce with many of the best companies in the world, including Microsoft, Samsung, Bank of America, Discover, MasterCard, and many, many more. For now, for the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares, signing off.